In Florida Ag and Review for the week of June 24th, the Senate debate of the immigration reform bill is the hot topic for the week. Here is Randall Wiseman to give us more. Immigration has been one of the hot topics in our nation's capital this week as debate about the various sections have gone back and forth. Agriculture and how it's affected is what Georgia Senator Saxby Chambliss talked about as he presented amendments to help farmers knowing they would not make it into the bill. And we also have a rare opportunity to replace the cumbersome and largely unworkable H-2A program with something that will truly address the needs of those in agriculture all across the country while ensuring that no American workers are displaced. I came to my colleagues in good faith to try to make positive changes to this bill. Ultimately, I want what's best for American agriculture. I want to be a constructive part of this debate, and unfortunately, a relative few number of my colleagues are preventing that from happening because none of these amendments are ever going to see the light of day. And afterwards, Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions had this to say in support of Chambliss. This is one of the least discussed but more important parts of our bill, ag provisions, and he has delineated weakness after weakness after weakness in this process, and the idea is he had to strengthen the bill. So, Senator Chambliss, thank you for uh, your positive contributions, your work, and Thank you for sharing in depth the difficult and confusing parts of this law. With late-breaking news on the immigration bill Thursday evening, Southeast Agnet's Sabrina Hill filled us in on the vote. The yeas on this bill are 68, the nays are 32. The bill as amended is passed. The sergeant-at-arms will restore order in the gallery. Chanting breaks out in the Senate gallery as the Senate votes to approve the Border Security, Economic Opportunity, and Immigration Modernization Act. As you just heard, the bill passed with a vote of 68 to 32. American Farm Bureau Federation President Bob Stallman issued a statement saying, It is the first step in reforming our broken immigration system and ensuring agriculture has access to a stable and legal workforce. Meanwhile, the United Fresh Produce Association also applauded the Senate on passing the bill. The immigration bill now heads to the House. Randall Wiseman spoke with Angie Considine yesterday of the USDA National Ag Statistics Service with the annual acreage report that showed the amount of both corn and soybean acres planted this year were up, but cotton and peanut were down. Here is Randall and Angie with the report. Well, the annual June acreage report is out from USDA's National Ag Statistics Service. And with all the cotton numbers, we have with us Angie. And Angie, you're new to the staff. I guess welcome aboard. And uh, I guess I'll ask you right now, how do the cotton numbers look for this year? Cotton numbers are down this year. Area planted to cotton in 2013 is estimated at 10.3 million acres, down 17% from last year. Upland planted acres is estimated at 10.0 million acres, also down 17% from 2012. Planted area... Estimates in Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico, and Oklahoma are all record lows. By June 23rd, 23% of the crop was squaring, 11 percentage points behind last year, and 6 percentage points behind the five-year average. As of June 23rd, 43% of the crop was rated in good to excellent condition compared with 50% rated in these two categories at the same time last year. Cotton growers in Georgia planted an estimated 1.3 million acres, up 1% from last year. In Alabama, area planted to cotton is estimated at 330,000 acres, 
down 13% from 2012. Florida planted area is estimated at 125,000 acres, up 16% from last year. In summary, area planted to cotton in the United States is estimated at 10.3 million acres in 2013, down 17% from last year. This is Angie Considine with the USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service. And with peanut acreage dropping 33%, Tyron Spearman compiled all the numbers and breaks them down for us. USDA's Ag Statistics Service released their estimated peanut acreage on Friday. It's estimated to be 1.10 million acres planted this year, down 33% from last year. The area for harvest is about the same, down 34% to 1.06 million acres. The primary reasons, they said, were, were large supplies on hand and lower peanut prices. In Georgia, the largest peanut producing state, area planted to peanuts is down 31%. Alabama's down 41% from 220,000 acres to 130. And Florida dropped 29% from 210,000 acres to 150. But overall, nationwide, down 33%. In other commodities, all cotton planting was estimating at 10.3 million acres. That's 17% above last year. Corn acreage in the U.S. up slightly to 97.4 million acres, the highest planted acres since 1936. Soybean acreage was estimated up 1% to 77.7 million acres. That's a new record high. The wheat acreage was at 56.5 million acres, up 1% from last year. Four animal identification rule development workshops have taken place across Florida the past few weeks as the last one was held at the Florida Cattlemen's Association Convention. Dr. Tom Holt, state veterinarian with the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, was pleased with the information discussed. Randall Wiseman has more. At last week's Florida Cattlemen's Association Convention, some of those in attendance took part in the Florida Animal Identification Rule Development Workshop. Dr. Tom Holt, state veterinarian with the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, said this was the last of the four workshops they held across the state. The federal government, USDA, did publish a rule back some months ago uh, that basically requires identification of adult cattle moving across state lines, uh, with the exception of slaughter cattle and cattle that are going to approve tagging sites, or cattle that are moving just part of the normal ranching operations. Uh, The concern has been that We need to be able to trace disease here within the state of Florida, and so we're working on developing a rule to do this similar kinds of things uh, to require identification of adult cattle moving here within the state. Again, cattle moving directly to slaughter, uh, cattle that are moving to tagging sites would not have to be identified. Dr. Holt said a number of other states have already put rules into place. Either to require ID for change of ownership, for example, or at concentration points like markets. Uh, Kentucky passed a rule not too long ago similar to what we're proposing, which is basically that adult cattle, um, with those exceptions, uh, do have to be officially identified. He said for more information about animal identification, you can contact the Florida Department of Agriculture's Division of Animal Industry or go to their website. We're certainly available to talk with anyone that's got concerns. One of the issues has been uh, what kind of tags do I need to get, uh, that kind of thing. And there are metal, small metal tags that are being made available free of charge to owners through through us. So um, they may want to contact us about that. But overall, Dr. Holt was pleased with the workshops that took place. I think we're making progress. There's some contention over the issue, but I think we'll work our way through it and achieve better traceability in the future. 
For a link to their website, go to our website at southeastagnet.com. Wrapping up this week's report with Everett Griner talking about man's best friend. Did you know we have over 150 different breeds of dogs in this country? Did you know that they're trained and used in law enforcement, counterintelligence, civil defense? But nowhere is the dog more useful nor more appreciated than on the farm. They've always been a part of livestock farming as herders and guards. Well, a more recent assignment is in tracking and controlling feral hogs. A lot of farms, the passenger seat of the pickup truck is reserved for the family dog. He's often the most obedient and most respectful member of the entire family. Day or night, he's always ready to go to work when called. And how much does he get paid? Well, generally he's content with a full food plate and a pat on the head. Dogs have always been a part of farming. And you know what? They always will. Remember, you can find these stories along with all the Big Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast Agnet's podcast.